Welcome to the Narrowing Path, Walking the Spiritual Walk. My name is Stephen Einstein. Thank you all for joining me again tonight as we go through and do today's daily reading from James Allen's Daily Meditations. This will be fresh to you and fresh to me, meaning that this will be the first time that I hear it or read it right here on this podcast with y'all. So you'll get my genuine response, reactions, observations, and what I relate to about the reading. So let's go ahead and we'll get into it. It's, yesterday's was about brotherhood, genuine brotherhood, true brotherhood, and the practice of it. And how, if there's any selfish or self-serving motives involved, if there's anything that is brought into it that is in the nature of personal agenda, ulterior motive, it will fail. It's not true brotherhood. It's a selfish motive. So you're using people for something. So, I am excited to see where it goes today. Yeah, I believe these passages are going to be from Above Life's Turmoil by James Allen. So, let's see where it brings us. So, here we go. This is a December 4th reading of James Allen's Daily Meditations. Brotherhood is at first spiritual and its outer manifestation in the world must follow as a natural result. From the spirit of humility proceed meekness and peacefulness. From self-surrender come patience, wisdom, and true judgment. From love springs kindness, joy, harmony, and from compassion proceeds gentleness and forgiveness. He who has brought himself into harmony with these four qualities is divinely enlightened. He sees whence the actions of men proceed, and whether they tend, and therefore can no longer live in the exercise of the dark tendencies. He has realized brotherhood in its completion, has freedom from malice, from envy, from bitterness, from contention, from condemnation, all men are born, excuse me, all men are his brothers. He has but one attitude of mind toward all, that of goodwill. Where pride, self-love, hatred, and condemnation are, there can be no brotherhood. Well, there we go. There's the, I, I do remember reading this in Above Life's Turmoils. And I feel like he called the the last four things mentioned: pride, self, love, hatred, and condemnation. Or, I believe those are of uh, like the four tendencies, and then the other four are the four divine qualities: self surrender, humility, self surrender, love, and compassion. I believe that's the what he calls them in that chapter. So, I, I this is a great one. It gives us the contrast, right? It gives us the things to look for as motivators. Like what is what is behind these actions? What is behind what's going on, right? So, or what's, what's behind someone's desires to be a part of something? So, yeah, the motivations. So we, let, let's start at the beginning here. Motherhood is at first spiritual and its outer manifestation in the world must follow as a natural result. So, this is a true brotherhood is an internal job, right? This is something that we must put in the work to have the qualities that can manifest as 
true brotherhood, real brotherhood. And that's what it's talking about when we talk about the four divine qualities in this next paragraph. But true brotherhood, brotherhood is that first spiritual, it's a spiritual characteristic. That's why we practice brotherhood rather than anything else. Practice brotherhood rather than it being something that we look for outside of ourselves. I guess it's a better way to say that than just saying anything else. So we can practice brotherhood with anyone, right? We can practice it because it comes from inside of ourselves rather than the need for two people to be involved. But when two people both are practicing true and honest brotherhood, it can create a bond and formation that um, is beyond anything else. So it is at first spiritual, and its outer manifestation in the world must follow as a natural result. So it's those things, when you purify your mind, when you purify your intentions, it will show up in your actions, and everyone will know. It won't be a question. It never is. Now, the four divine qualities. From the spirit of humility proceed meekness and peacefulness. Right? Humility is huge. I think I read another book, and I can't remember the author right now, but I believe, actually, no, it was Thomas Powers' first questions on the light of the spirit. He was somebody that was one of the first people in the 12-step organizations. and He talked about how humility was the mother of all other character qualities. And through it all, other positive character traits are born. I'm not sure. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he talks about. And that's this meekness comes from, right? It's the being right-sized. It's not exerting your will over somebody else's. It cause, Peace and meekness are side effects of humility because you know you're just a man. You know you're just an individual, a human being, just like everyone else on this planet, right? And you don't take up your selfish, imposing will. Walk over anyone else. So humility, that's the first divine quality from self-surrender the second come patience wisdom and true judgment self-surrender the active practice of abandoning your selfish and self-centered ways and to practice an act of selflessness and other centered ways That brings us patience, wisdom, and true judgment. True, not condemn. True judgment, not condemnation, not selfish preference, not bias or stereotype, not anything. True and honest judgment and assessment, not in a better than type of way, but merely ob observations, an accumulation of observations that are honest about an individual 
or circumstance. That's something that we could all ask for, I think. True judgment. From love, the third divine quality here, spring kindness, joy, and harmony. Wonderful traits to have, right? These are the things that so many embody, right? When someone is acting from a place of love, it's just it's palpable when you're talking to them. You can you can just sense it. It's almost like it's dripping off of them every single time. And from compassion proceeds gentleness and forgiveness. Because we're actually able to take a, a different perspective, a different stance, a different understanding of a situation and be able to take actions in awareness of that and be forgiving no there's a human being behind that that just doesn't understand what's going on you know selfishness and self-centeredness just occur naturally in us that's the animal part of us i believe When we understand that about ourselves, we can understand that about other people. And when we understand that, we can practice that gentle touch and that unwavering forgiveness. Now, those are the four things. Humility, self-surrender, love, and compassion. And here we go. The, he who has brought himself into harmony with these four qualities is divinely enlightened. Divinely enlightened. So these also, like, the practice of brotherhood is not simple. It is not one of the first things we get to learn how to do. It is, it's something that comes from regular practice of multiple spiritual virtues. Right? There's multiple things wrapped up in this. Humility, self-surrender, Love and compassion, those are all different virtues we have to learn and practice and understand before true brotherhood can be even considered. And then using all those in harmony. That actually seems like quite a tall order. There's a lot of work that needs to go before you can actually be someone who practices true brotherhood for those who come into in your life. But when you can get there, what a magical thing that is. What a powerful connection that is with another soul, another spirit, another human being. He sees whence the actions of men proceed and whither they tend, and therefore can no longer live in the exercise of the dark tendencies. Okay, yeah, those dark tendencies. He sees whence the actions of men proceed and whither they tend, and therefore can no longer live in the exercise of the dark tendencies. So he sees these Four dark tendencies is what we'll get to. 
He sees them die and then wither. And he understands that he can no longer live in that selfishness, that self-centeredness, those completely self-serving motives when interacting with people. He has realized brotherhood in its completion as freedom from malice, from envy, from bitterness, from contention, from condemnation. There's no better than, there's no one-upping, there's no competition when true brotherhood is being practiced, right? When When he has realized brotherhood in its completion as freedom from malice, you know, let's look up malice real quick. An intention and desire to do evil, ill will. Wanting to see someone fail, right? From envy, from bitterness, from con- contention, condemnation. True brotherhood drops all negative interaction, negative energy between two individuals. It's a binding force of two people progressing forward. And genuine love and desire for the other to be successful, for the other to be happy, healthy, joyous, free. To grow in knowledge and understanding of what this spiritual journey can bring. Not to continuously beat them, not to be better than them, not to put them down, not to wish they didn't have what they had or that you had. Through brotherhood, you can experience the truest sense of joy for another individual. I do believe, I think I've said it on here before, I believe the most vulnerable someone can be is when they share true joy with another human being. Because true joy can be such a fragile thing. So rare to some. And it can be so easily minimized. Belittled, if if said to the wrong person, and someone doesn't know their own strength and their own boundaries, hasn't given themselves to just be joyous by themselves. Sharing joy with another human being, and then that person being able to share in your joy, not try to steal the spotlight, not try to make it about them, but to have a genuine sense of happiness. And excitement and joy for you when you share that is a is just is a rare thing to find, but is only when true brotherhood can be practiced. I'm not perfect. No stretch of the imagination am I perfect. But I've had moments where I've been able to participate in a, in a true brotherhood, a true bond between fellows. And let me tell you, there's nothing like it in the world. To share that 
powerful moment and be together and almost be an experience that power of the universe just in a moment is absolutely incredible oh wow we're running this one late um but all men are his brothers he has but one attitude of mind toward all that of goodwill there we go now that's what i was just talking about he has one attitude of mind toward all toward all that of goodwill just a genuine desire for positive and good things to come to another. What a place to be. What a place to get to. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Now the closing line here. Where pride, self-love, hatred, and condemnation are, there could be no brotherhood. Because it's still the little games you'll play this in your head if you're not letting them manifest outside of you bravo but they will show up eventually if you're still playing that game in your head that's what at least i believe that that's what james allen's talk james allen talks about the longer that thought sits there the temporary change in external behavior gets closer and closer to happening and true brotherhood cannot be practiced with any of those on the mind. Pride, self-love, hatred, or condemnation. Because you're not going into it as an equal. You're looking for one to be better and one to be worse. And that'll never work for true brotherhood. So. All right, well, there we go. That's the end of today's. I apologize for it running so long. It's usually around... 14, 15 minutes, and, but that's all right. It was a good one to talk about. I enjoyed this one quite a bit. This is what humanity needs. It's a bit of true brotherhood. And uh, I'm excited to see what tomorrow is about. I'm not sure if they'll continue this or not, but we'll be here for it. So until next time, thanks. Mm-hmm.